Nurses station. Hey everybody, welcome back to the 10th floor. It's me, Matt. Hello everybody, it's Kat. And we are here, you're in the waiting room, and oh my god, alright, so you, you don't cross Ms. Wu, okay? Don't cross Ms. Wu, she's gonna hit ya. Okay, Anna, Anna Devane is entering her John Wick era, and we'll get into the details of that later on. <laughs> you have to explain that to me. I've not seen that one John Wick movie. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what else? What else? What else? I made, I made four images, and I shared them on Twitter today. Um, Curtis had a heavenly visit with his mother. You know, a toe across the veil, a decision to be made. Yes. And then, uh, what, what was the fourth one I made? I four, made a fourth one about, um, oh, goodness. It must not have been very important, huh? <laughs> was it Sasha? Uh, it was Sasha. Okay. Was I didn't Sasha? see it. You know, know, that's what I don't remember. I, thought. I don't remember. That's okay. <laughs> hey. Well, those are all good. <laughs> So, uh, so I put up a little, little poll, a poll in the waiting room. So while, 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 while everybody's leaving the waiting room and we're getting on the elevator, we're ascending up to the 10th floor. We'll talk about this. I put up a, <laughs> put up a poll. Are we back on board with Chase in Brooklyn? Yes, no, or no, or I never got off the ship. Oh, and okay. what did you find? Well, what did, what did you, what did you decide? What did you like? What do you, what did you, did you get off the ship? Are you back on board or do you still not care? Say. For, Say it one more time. For Brooklyn and Chase. Do I? Okay. Do you care? Do you not care? Have you always cared? <laughs> yes, no, or I never stop. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think you might got to stock him, Mama. Sonny <laughs> has sent one of, your, one of his guys to make sure oh, that you are safe. Okay, there is a sniper out there in Port Charles. Everybody take duck and cover, but Sonny Corinthos has sent people <laughs> has sent people to make guys. sure that we here on the tenth floor are safe. Um I think that was Bahama Jack from uh, oh. the sun you know, from the um hat and sunglass company. That's that's who he reminded me Panama of, Jack? but I think he's gone, okay? <laughs> from like from like <laughs> Disneyland from the Jungle Cruise ride, you walk through Panama Jack's uh uh shop <laughs> on the way to the boat. <laughs> really I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, uh so Brooklyn and Chase. All right, me, I got off of the ship and I'm back on now. Okay. I I, I took a you know the, the ship docked somewhere in some beautiful island as cruises do, huh? I went out, out into the villages and I got off of the ships. You know, I, I enjoyed other other um, engagements. Mm -hmm. I, I got to know other people. But then I heard the, the horn of the ship. Wah, 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 come on back on board. We're doing this thing. And so I walked back on the Chalin ship. I'm there. I'm sold. I'm happy. I want Brooklyn chased. I want those two crazy kids to be so happy together. Um... This is what I love about Brooklyn and Chase, and it's not so much the ship of them. Mm -hmm. It's the trio of scenes with Granny that are so delicious. <laughs> it is good, isn't it? That's when they're so fun. Yes, I'm kind of like you know. Okay, I I care I I care more than I did two weeks ago, right? Because they brought them back together in kind of a cute kind of way, in a, and to a certain sentence, you know, yes. um, it's a cute kind of way that they brought them back together. Um, 
So, and, and Granny just, you know, Granny just puts an elephant. You put a little Tracy Quartermain in anything and it's going to get way better. Yes. And I think <laughs> that's what I enjoy. And I enjoy the fact that um, they're snarky with Granny a little bit. Mm -hmm. Even though they are at the same time putting up with her crap. Yeah. It's fun. I like it. I think that's I really why I, that's, I really am. I think that's why the ship, the reshipping is working for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Well, 41% of people said they are back on board with Chalin. 33% uh, of people said, I never got off the ship. I was always on board. I didn't take mm -hmm. that layaway. I was always there. That's pretty good. That's a third. 25% uh, of the people who participated in this poll. So it's a very, very tiny section of the audience here. So don't take this as any sort of like, like, you know, official polling of the general audience of General Hospital or anything. Uh, but 25% of people are not back on board yet. Well, it's almost, almost, but not. None of them are terribly fall apart, far apart. So it's almost a third to a certain degree. To a degree, to a degree, for sure, for sure. But most people are, are with it. The, 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 yeah. the vast majority of people are on the ship. Whether or not they got off or on, they're on it right now. And I for me, for me, there was one scene. There was one scene this week that really sold Brooklyn and Chase for me going forward. And that is when Brooklyn admitted finally. Not even finally, because in general, hospital, like this, this secret of, of, Tracy being responsible for Chase getting back on the um, back on the force mm -hmm. would have taken eight months for them to finally reveal. But in this case, we had like six weeks. That's true. That's true, true, true. And the last storyline of Brooklyn and Chase was far too drawn out. Right. So they 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 hit it. They hit it this time around. And so Chase, so Brooklyn has already told Chase grandma and granny is responsible for you getting on the force. In return for a thing that Chase doesn't know yet. Yeah. Uh, but she told him the truth and then he was like, Ur. and then he walked away and then he came back and he kissed her. And that was so important. Yes. That was so important it to was. show. That, that's cool. That's fine. Hey, you know, it is what it is. Maybe we'll, you know, have an argument about it later. But I want you yeah. to know right now, Brooklyn, that my heart has not changed from this information yes it said uh, it, it said a thousand words with just one little kiss yes and, that's and it was so nice it was and really that scenario wonderful. it really was it really was right. it was it was but yeah. ding boom we're here we're on the 10th floor everybody get off that elevator <laughs> get off that get you look off to the, the left you look to the left you can see finn and elizabeth they're they're bonding over just trauma that they had with curtis getting shot um, you know, coming together uh, it, with with more trauma bonding, pretty much is is all Finn and Elizabeth of Earth has ever had. I, I kind of feel the same way about the two of them. Um, you know, did I? I didn't care before, but I care a little bit more now. Oh, really? Finn and Elizabeth are winning you over, are they? A little bit. Okay. I mean, not you know, not not like oh my gosh, they've got to get back together. No, no. But um, it's not your leading romance. I'm not doing. Uh, I'm not doing eh, this again. Okay. I'm not doing okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so maybe, maybe there has been some repositioning, uh, you know, something that's, that's happened in the writer's room or, or amongst the producers or something where they're like, we really think that these couples could work if we try to get yes. better. Because they yes. did have a conversation. I remember a couple of weeks ago. Hang on. Before, before I get into this, though. All right. I'm going to write this down to make sure that I don't tangent myself off of the point I'm about to make, uh, which is... Um, <laughs> Do you tangent, Matt? Is that a... Is that something you do? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I'm talking to Liz about Finn before and family vaguely. I'll know what that means. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so everybody off the elevator. Okay, who do we got here? Who do we got here this week? All right, starting with the top. Chandra. Hi, Chandra. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Rochelle is here. Carolyn is here. Who else do we got? Uh, we're here. Um, <laughs> uh, Jeannie. Hey, Jeannie. Um, goodness gracious, that is all who's participating in the chat so far. So if you're listening in, hop on the chat. Let us know oh what you're thinking about gosh. Chase in Brooklyn. Finn and Elizabeth, let us know what you think. Jacarius is so here. Hey, Jacarius. on, y'all. Jumped off. They got out of the waiting room before we had a chance. You were even there. <laughs> we're too late. Sindis is here. Jacarius says, I have a soothing voice. And thank you very much, Jacarius, for the compliments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liz McGowan is here. Hey, Liz. Uh, and Stephanie and Angela. Hey, Angela. Soapapernews.net. Chief General Hospital reporter, Angela. Oh, see? The waiting room wasn't nearly as empty as we were hoping. <laughs> or not hoping. Ooh, Jakari is again with another compliment. Matt, don't you know you have a, such a nice and soothing voice? You know what? Hey, Angela, you know, if you if, if you have a radio job for me out there, if you want me to be hosting some sort of drive time radio show, um, you know, hook me up. He does have a soothing voice, doesn't he? Oh, you guys are so kind. He does, and hey, it's Krista. kind of distinctive. It must be somewhat distinctive because when we were at the convention, so. Rachel recognized Matthew from only his voice when she just heard him speak and talking to somebody else. So, you know, you know, uh, like a good thing I wrote down this note because we, we tangented. So uh, we <laughs> um, I was working at, um, I was working at Hollywood video a very long time ago. You guys remember video stores, I'm sure. So provided everybody's a certain age. Um, but I was working at Hollywood video, which was right across the street from my house when I was in my early twenties. So it was really, really convenient. It was a fun little job for me. Um, but I was there, I was, I was, you know, doing the cashier thing and, 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 you know, renting out the videos and all that kind of stuff. And I came up with a little spiel to try to sell candy and soda and all that to that you're supposed to add on because you get a little certificate reward if you're the, the best candy salesperson or something of the month. And, you know, all those little nice things are, are good to have. Uh, but I was able to work on this little speech. No less than 15 people throughout my Hollywood video career was like, do you work in radio? I'm like, no, I don't. I work here. Hollywood video. <laughs> With that said, would you like to get a popcorn and soda for $5.99? Now, this was a long time ago. So $5.99 was like, wow, how wildly expensive for popcorn and soda. $5.99? What do they want from us? Our blood? Uh, nowadays, hey. Hey. Uh, it was like 2006 or so. Something like that. That would have made you about 20. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Krista says, yes, yes, yes. I've wanted Finn and Elizabeth together since Michael Easton's first appearance as Dr. Finn. His first scenes were with Nurse Elizabeth Weber, not Baldwin, and they had a wonderful dynamic. I wasn't there for the first Finn thing. I know that he was suddenly Hamilton Finn and previously had been John McBain two weeks previously. No, didn't he have a character between that? He was, oh, Silas know, Clay? He did yeah, Cla it was Silas. Silas Clay in between those. Oh, and he oh yeah, that's right. Show. He did the Clay brothers again. He did yeah, Caleb but, and Silas. As, you know, he he did McBain was his tie-over character from One Life to Live. Yes, 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 yes. That's right. So he was doing the Clay stuff. And, and he um, was Silas. Friend of the show, Brett. 
um, who's who's very into photography and 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 like cinematography of soaps and all that kind of stuff. If you follow him on Twitter. I, I don't have his, his handle in front of me right now, but we've interacted some to go to our channel or our our page at Ten Floor GH and find the interaction there. Uh, we bought headshots for him and he shared those out. No, anyway, uh, he noted on Twitter the other day that in the credits, Nina is still Nina Clay. I didn't go back to verify that and check that myself, but if he's saying it, then I'm a million percent sure that it's the truth. So, um, I find that to be really Weird, interesting. I find that to be super interesting, especially since they changed the actress who played Nina since. Yeah. So when you go into that file to update the credits and you change, um, you know, you change, uh, uh Michelle Stafford to Cynthia Watros, you don't also update the character's name. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. It's weird. It's weird for me because clearly it's a different department that does that. The visual department clearly is different than like props. And I, evidently, they don't give it a once over all that often, do not. they? Because uh, props, because <laughs> props, you know, prop, we we've seen the cards. We shared shared pictures on Twitter of it of of our set tour that we've been on twice now. Um, yeah. Of, of of pictures of like the the doctors' uh, cards that they hand out. The and, business cards. Yes. Yeah, and TJ's is Thomas Ashford, Ashford Jr. So if they're doing that much detail for props, but then like credits is just like, hey, we just got like some random dude at ABC that does it once every 10 years. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably because Matt, the props guy, takes care of that kind of stuff. Because he lives it, he loves it, it is his life. And he doesn't take care of the graphic stuff. Well, hey, it's props, Matt, if you're watching, kudos on the attention to detail that you're bringing <laughs> To, uh, to General Hospital on a regular basis. There so you I, go. You know, I, I've gone out. I branched out a little bit. And we're we're going to get back to Finn and Elizabeth, I promise. Uh, but I've gone out. I branched out a little bit. A little bit. And last week, I watched uh, a week's worth of Days of Our Lives. You did? I did. The whole week? The whole week. All five episodes. Wow. I was going to start watching it on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch it on, watch it on Monday. You know, we'll see what we shake out from there. But I was watching Days of Our Lives, and in one of the num okay, so uh, two things I noticed. Number one, uh, Days of Our Lives, at least in this week, moved several stories along, and that was really nice to see because General Hospital is pretty slow at moving things along. So mm -hmm. I don't know if I just tuned in in a really exciting week, or if Days is just a yeah. little more punchy than General Hospital is. Uh, second thing did I noticed. You see, did you see our friend Steve Burton? I did. He was in one of those episodes. He was getting okay. deprogrammed by Marlena. Yeah, I um when I saw him a couple of weeks ago, he was being all crazy, you know, and aggressive mm -hmm. and had a silver gun out. <laughs> no, he didn't have a silver gun, he but he was chasing y'all. No. no, apparently he, he had been brainwashed or something into trying to kill one yes. of these Demeras. I don't know what apparently, yes. you know, it's one yes. of the families, you know. There was someone who had a hit on him and yes. he was supposed to kill him. Yes, and they he thought they thought it was gone. the Asian and dude. I, and it was our friend Johnny. It was Johnny Zakara. He was so I don't, so, I don't, so, so he's the so, mayor there on that show, of course. <laughs> I don't. I don't know anything. I don't know who these people are. I don't know what they mean to each other. All I know is that uh, all I know is that 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 Steve Burton thought that it was the Asian dude, but it wasn't the Asian dude. It was actually like, I guess, their version of Faison who had done it. So I don't. I don't I don't know. Anyway, I don't really know. I don't know days that. of our lives. Anyway, the whole thing was to compliment General Hospital. <laughs> Uh, the whole reason I brought it up wasn't to, to discuss days of this week, uh, but it was to mention that that attention to t t detail like props Matt brings to the show. Um, also, the amount of money that they're kind of spending on the sets and the props themselves is more than what it seems Days of Our Lives is getting. 
So there's a lot of quality stuff that General Hospital is getting budgetary-wise that it doesn't seem, at least from my perspective on Days of Our Lives, from only watching one week, uh, seems to be getting. So I think that that's important to note and something to respect, I guess, about the show and something to appreciate is um, the, the quality of the sets is, is better. The quality of the number of the props, you know, costumes uh, seem to be a little more expensive and extravagant uh, on GH. And the overall tone is way different. Well, I only watched one episode a couple of weeks ago, like yeah. I said, and, <laughs> and uh, I am going to watch it next week. Yeah. Watch it next week. <laughs> but since I'm not vested in everything, I find, and I'm not sure, I'm, I can't even decide really within myself. Because I'm not vested in the characters and in the show, Yeah. do I have an extra critical eye? Or is it really not that much as good? I... Uh, I was able to uh, put it off to side. I was able to bring my podcasting brain to watching Days of Our Lives uh, this week. And um, I was able to appreciate it for what it was. Um, what I'm not um, burdened by is any sort of knowledge of anything that has ever happened to any of these people before. The only thing I know is Marlena used to be the devil. That's all I know. <laughs> She, she seems to be the lore of the show. Anyway, oh, my God, we're getting so deep into days, and I didn't mean to. I'm, I'm so sorry if you don't care about days of our lives, folks. But that's okay. Last statement on it, and we're going to get back into Finn and Elizabeth. <laughs> um, 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 I, I don't, I'm not burdened by anything that has ever happened to these characters before. So I'm able to take these specific events as mm -hmm. they are. With no, mm -hmm. well, they've done this 80 times, or how come he's pulling a gun on her now? Can't you? Because shouldn't he have shot her 15 years ago when she was a problem then? Like, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> right, not, I'm not right. saddled by any of yeah. that. A hundred percent of You're it not. is brand new, fresh to me. So I'm yeah. able to appreciate the story beats for what they are. Um, and then I picked myself for myself a, a central character that I decided I was going to be invested in. Um, and I, I picked it in that first episode. And it wound up being this little girl, Rachel. And it's just because, what the hell are they doing with this kid? Oh, my God. Uh, but we can get into that later. <laughs> okay. Back to Finn and Elizabeth. Back to Finn and Elizabeth. Sorry for the monumental tangent. But that's okay. The, the chat chat's four days. They like days of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. Um, so, um... What I appreciate that they did with Finn and Elizabeth was a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if Elizabeth was talking to Portia or she was talking to, 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 to Terry or she was talking to somebody that's in her circle. And it was about the previous experience that Finn and Elizabeth had, but they took all yes. of the detail out of it. They said, you know, we didn't connect. This thing from our past came up and blah, 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 got in the way and it stopped our momentum and yada, yada. But yes, da, 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 da. I but do they, remember that. It was Terry, I believe. Yeah, but they didn't say, well, because I, I it, from my perspective, I accidentally killed Finn's ex-wife. It didn't work out. Like they didn't they didn't go into the specifics. They just said, well, it's been a rocky start due to circumstances from our past, essentially. So I felt like they, that was kind of like the reset button that they were kind of hitting in that it moment was. where they're just I like, agree. we are confirming that all of this stuff happened, but forget the detail. Erase I all of that from your mind. I think that was very smart of them, actually. Hey, Kelly. Because it was really dumb when we saw it. Yes. And they so knew that it wasn't working out, too. It's even dumber when you hear about it. So, so here's the thing. Like it. 
<laughs> right? and, yes. So you watch it and it's dumb. And then somebody tells you what happened and you're like, that's what it was. Are you kidding me? Like, that's not even an exciting soap story to tell somebody. I am so excited on a regular basis to tell people about the digital memory swap that they did with Franco. Because that's just such an exciting, stupid soap story to tell somebody who doesn't watch soap operas. And it's so, it's so, well, it's got a good beat for you because it's sci-fi sort of. It's, it's super goofy sci-fi and it, it involved Franco who was, who, when I started watching GH again, even though I knew who Bobby Spencer was and I knew who Laura is and I, I knew who Franco was when he was James Franco. I know Elizabeth, you know, I had connections to those characters. Franco yeah. was kind of like my central lead in for rewatching. Uh, General Hospital, getting back into yeah, it when, I see why. a few years ago. I remember, I remember really liking it. I remember really liking Roger Howard in that role, how, how he interpreted Franco. I really enjoyed his relationship with Elizabeth. The fact that we have lost oh. that connection on GH, I think has been very sad. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then, you know, I kept on calling him, he's like my Tad, man. He's like Tad Martin out there. He's, he's, you know, Funkel, the fun uncle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was some fun uh, Michael Knight set this week. Oh, yeah, all the time, though, all the time. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, I don't know. Finn and Elizabeth, that's fine. They, they made out um, where they kissed each other. So, I guess I guess, yes. I guess, we're moving forward so, with yes, that once again. We are getting Finn and Elizabeth 2.0. And that's, that's okay with me. I, I I liked it. I liked it, you know. And I, I, I think if they leave, uh, I think they can't put anything silly on them again, okay? <laughs> but I like the idea of them being like the super team, you know, mm -hmm. within the hospital and being, you know, I see that. Robin I, I and like Patrick. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. What was it, Dr. Hardy? And, and Yeah, Dr. Hardy and, and uh, you know, it's Graham Audrey. and Grandpa. You know, it's Audrey and Dr. Yeah. Hardy kind there of are, thing. There has been observation from, from the fans out there um, that, that that they're getting very similar kind of like vibes, especially from their, not the locker room scene, but the break room scene where they were playing mm -hmm. backgammon and all that kind of stuff and took a yes. break to drink coffee and just, just the type of interaction they were having and the type of connection that they were building between Finn and Elizabeth reminded some experienced fans of what they did with um, Audrey. Acting, and, acting more like oh, a true I don't couple. remember his name. <laughs> Party and <laughs> so they're acting more like a true little you know true to be couple showing that kind of interaction more mm -hmm. people that like each other yeah. they're friends my 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 um, just my thing my big thing my big my big detriment when it comes to this pairing is really how it's just how finn is depicted as so just like clumsy in love you know, yes. it's just, I don't, I've never grown away from being 15 years old. I just don't know how to do this. You know, exactly. even though he has a kid exactly. who's been married several times. And you know, good thing for him that, you know, feathered hair is coming back and never left Michael. So good for him. <laughs> so I, whatever, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, we're, 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 we're going to get it and we're not going to get it. It's, it's not up to us as to who these characters ultimately date. <laughs> So, you know, we're, we, we, we're, we're going to watch it and we're going to like it. We're going to watch it and we're not going to like it. It's, you know, it's kind of just the thing that we do. But I like it right now. And I like the element of bringing the kids mm -hmm. into it, too. I, you know, you, know, you have to say, I, I, it, part of the charm, part of the charm 
of um, Franco and Elizabeth was their family time. If yeah. they can recapture that all mm -hmm. um, with uh, Finn and Elizabeth, that'd be good. But he's going to have to have one really good, true connection to one of those three boys, and he does not currently. No, no. I mean, the only the, the only one of the three them. boys that had any airtime ever was Cameron. So. Yeah, Wayne, he, they get along, but he doesn't have that great tie. Like, you know, Franco had a real connection to yeah. Jake. Well, nope. then, maybe, just maybe. Hey, like the video, everybody. Just do that right now. Just click like. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe we're going to get it so Finn and Elizabeth wind up, like, moving yeah, in together for the sake of the kids type of crap that they were talking about a couple of weeks I ago. Hate, I don't hate it. I, I mean, I, I would I, like to see Elizabeth. Why not? Whatever, just do it. Mix it up, shake it up. I would kind of like to see Elizabeth settle down a little bit. Yeah, but with Finn, people were saying they want Lucky back. Oh, no, at this point, at this Finn. point, they just want Lucky back. Well, yeah, I want Lucky back. I, just, <laughs> I don't want her to go back to Nicholas and be that be the forever couple. No, mm -hmm. I wouldn't want that. <laughs> It would make sense that her forever partner would be a doctor. Yeah. Angela suggests know. that this time it's going to be Elizabeth's connection to Finn's kid that brings them together rather than like Franco's connections to Elizabeth's. Oh, that could absolutely work. Because she has talked about Violet an awful lot. You know, what if I do try this and it doesn't work out? And then, like, you know, Violet is 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 affected by it. I mean, w when it comes down to it, if you take this out of Soapland and put it into the real world, which is a dangerous thing to do when you're watching a soap opera, please don't do this very often. <laughs> but if you take this out of Soapland and put it in the real world, this decision is mm -hmm. epic when it comes to, like, how Violet might see love and relationships in the future because right now she's super she's super in love with love violet is she thinks it's the most beautiful thing in the world and she wants everybody to be happy together but if it doesn't you know work who out used to be like that too they depicted her the same way when she hmm. was littler who's that molly oh. molly was in love with love oh. when she was like you know 10 13 to 13 or so in love with love wanted jason and just wanted jason to be with her sister sam so much even wrote a i believe a wrote, a, wrote a book oh yeah she did write a book didn't she they talked about yeah, that before it's, it was it was during that time that she was so in love with love as a as a young or preteen yeah oh how adorable yes molly was yeah. confirmed chandra yeah yeah not if Lucky and Elizabeth are toxic again. No, no, no. You don't bring Lucky back to make it a toxic relationship. You bring them back after realizing the errors of their youth. And they can give it a real mature shot. That's what you do. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You bring... Oh. They can talk about the past. And they can be like, remember that time that I that, that you were so oh. drunk that I started sleeping with Nicholas? What a crazy time that was okay. for us. The, the, and, and I don't think the cast is quite broad enough for that, for this, and this age group. I think we need mm -hmm. a few more young adults. Okay? okay. But the people that are doing stupid things, they need to be more like Jocelyn and Dex's ages. You know, Th yeah. those, that's your ages where you do dumb things. You know, to, you bring someone back yeah. into your life after all this time. You just do stu stupid things with them. It. I don't. I don't like it that way. I Lucky to have them come back and be doomed. Yeah. No. I think that it's a perfect time, a perfect opportunity, perfect landscape, perfect um, um, audience interaction right now for them to bring in more of the young adults, for them to expand the college age group, 
to a degree. Um, shows like All My Children used to do that on, on a somewhat regular basis where there would be times in which they would swell a particular portion of the cast to tell stories for a little while. And then a serial killer would come in or a disaster would happen. <laughs> and, you know, six or seven of those characters would wind up Is being killed. Is that or somebody yeah, like Something that. like that would happen to kind of clear <laughs> clear the clutter a little bit. Uh, but there were points in time where they're like, okay, well, um, you know, Bianca is really getting into enchantment and all that kind of, or whatever it is she did. Um, she's going to have a girlfriend and that girlfriend's going to have a rival and that rival's going to have a sister. And now we have three or four different characters of this age group that are bringing in. And then the Satin Slayer comes in and kills that whole family, you know, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I, I think that, that, that they could do that. Um, I think that it's totally okay for you to, for the, you, you, the Royal, you, not you, mom, or you, the audience, but for someone who is creating a show to bring in a, a character that you only intend to have for one or two years. And just have that one or two year arc and be done with it. And what we've established on General Hospital is if you if, if if you're a good enough actor and you're good enough friends with the Frank Valentini, you can come back in and play a different character. Yeah. Give it a little bit of time. So I mean that's starting to happen. I don't know if that's starting to happen on soaps an awful lot, or if that's just something that has been on soaps and I've just never noticed. It sure has happened on our show. It's no happened question. a lot on General Hospital, and they did it on, on, on Days of Our Lives, um, and I, I saw it this week, where they had this this kid, well, he's not a kid anymore, but he played this this Theo character when he was a child, and then they sorest the actor away, replaced him with somebody who was, who was older, and yeah. then and now they brought in this original actor who had played Theo to play this new dude named Jerry, but in mm -hmm. a clever twist, in a clever twist. Mm -hmm. Theo's dad thought that Jerry was Theo <laughs> because it was the original actor. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> so I just, I thought it was an interesting move. But little things like that, I'm saying, is, is always on the table. So it's totally all right for like, uh, I mean, I'm going to use Esme as the example just because she's the most recent character to kind of come in as a villain and get a little confusing. Yeah, uh, you and know. she jumped. You know, like just even even the character of Esme is still just to me just slightly a little bit confusing. We know where mm -hmm. we're at with the story. We know what's going on with her, but how, why, where it's going, what's next? Very confusing, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. But it would have been totally okay for them to come in with the plan and then have her go to jail because of what she did it's to a, these kids. It's almost like Esme right now is trying to manipulate. She's selling this to me anyway. <laughs> Yeah. He's trying to manipulate Spencer and she doesn't even quite understand why. And she's trying to seduce Spencer and doesn't even quite understand no, why. She doesn't realize it. Because she she doesn't really realize what an opportunistic person she actually is. That's how we're seeing the story. That's how we are interpreting it. Other people out there yeah. aren't seeing the same beats that we are. And that's that's kind of the Do you, cool do you thing. agree with me? Totally, totally, totally. hundred okay. percent. She is she is unwittingly taking full advantage of the situation. There was something inside of her that originally was run, 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 run. And then mm -hmm. when she kind of came to the realization that I really can't run away from this, something inside her brain, something deep that she doesn't realize and recognize, switched on to, well, then let me make the most of what this is. Mm -hmm. Let me then have the full family unit, mommy, daddy, son. Mm -hmm. uh, even though she doesn't quite understand that subconsciously she's pushing things in this direction. And Porsche's not helping 
Of course she's filling Esme's mind with all kinds of different, well, hey, you know, I mean, maybe. (laughs) She's just really, really, really trying to encourage her to try to steal Spencer from my daughter. Please do it now. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, here are all kinds of different plans and ideas for you to isolate Spencer away from Trina. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think that that's what's happening. Um, and it's only a matter of time before, before. She's going to really slip up. Honestly, no, you know, you know what it is? It's only a matter of time before Spencer tries to use that as evidence. The evidence is found out as false. And then Spencer has to go to jail to go film another show. <laughs> I, you know, I, I know everybody's mixed about it, but I love it that when, uh, when Jocelyn goes into, I'm, I'm, I'm my, my mother's daughter mode. <laughs> uh, the, the, the criticism on that is that Trina wasn't the one that to bite Esme's head off. Um, well, I like that better, <laughs> actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But... Because it, to me, to me, it's a little strange. Yes, I understand the, the the desire to see Trina do this. On the other hand, too, though, I also, other than maybe one time they made Sydney Michaela do it four years ago, um, she hasn't really been the type to jump down somebody's throat. At least the Tabiana Ali version of trina mm-hmm. hasn't been the type to necessarily get in somebody's face and call them a terrible person a royal bee and all that kind no, of stuff no they have to be they have to have pushed her to the to the edge and right. then she will let you have it um, uh so especially no, if your no, name's no. Been- <laughs> yeah, you know i don't know and then um at the same time too trina has also over the last several weeks at least from what i can remember kind of been the proponent of we need to wait for esme to remember before we can go at her she was kind of the first person to, well, maybe not the first person, but the first person to really settle into that decision and stay in that decision. Yeah, yeah. She has felt that way. It's like, we need, we need to, um, we need to make her responsible when she knows what she's done. Right. And can take responsibility for it. Yes. Yeah. Everybody that's else is like, no, hang her, her now. Responsible. String her up. Burn no, the witch. that's when we should make her responsible for what she's done when she knows what mm-hmm. she's done. Especially when we can actually prosecute this, because as it stands right now, it's kind of up in the air as to whether or not we can actually charge her for this. And I think we and had that we had that confirmed in the chat uh, several weeks ago, a couple months ago, when this whole thing came up. You know, can Esme be tried for her crimes when you have no memory? Like, take it out of Soapland, put it in the real world. If this was a real situation, could mm-hmm. the courts try you for something that you legitimately have no recollection of? therefore i think therefore i am did you really do it and they said i think kelly might have actually been the one uh, but she's canadian so it might be canadian law not american law (laughs) 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 but somebody had said that they would be found um uh, unfit for trial type of deal and it would be like a like an insanity plea type of thing so i don't really know what the punishment for something like that would be probably therapy Go visit her mom, and her mom will give her all kinds of ideas on what to do. (laughs) She just tap into her badness. (laughs) That's what Esme can do. Um, Well, Daisy is convinced that Esme has already regained her memory. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. Surprised either way, really. Either way, Um, I heard. Um, that Allie Mills is on her way back. Well, that's exciting. To portray our favorite nutcase. Heather Webber. 
BLT Eaton. Heather. Heather Weber. Heather. Heather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> Um, so Chandra says that the decision was wise to wait, but she hopes that it doesn't drag on forever because um, she wants Esme to be faking at this moment. Me, me, I want, I want, I want it to be a blatant reveal. I want it to be her having, um, an, you know, people. Oh my God, Twitter would have a meltdown. But if they spent like that hour-long dream sequence style episode on Esme, kind of like. <sighs> having flashes of like Ryan and Heather and, and the nanny and flashes of her past as she reconnects to her villainy throughout an hour would be a really interesting concept for an episode. And then at the end of it, she just wakes up from sleeping back to normal. That reminds me of the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so we can have, we can have, we can do the Joker. We can have the Jack Nicholson Joker Batman sequence where Prince is playing in the background and he's going through the museum breaking things. But really, it's her breaking the good things that she has developed in her memoryless life. You know, just a relationship with Laura smash. You know, that's <laughs> a passenger, right? Was the that too? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She played. Uh, she played Bruce Wayne's little love interest in that one. <laughs> um, Daisy Daisy says she thinks it because of her because of Esme's reaction to um, Ryan and Heather being mentioned you know Ooh. like it was a very like don't you mention my crazy parents maybe just wait for just wait for for her to do uh, Avery Pohl for her to do those weird like I things that she did <laughs> when she was hugging Nicholas yes. that one time that would be and she did that more than once. Yeah, she did it a couple of times. It was like this weird I'm crazy tick. And it was brilliant. And they should bring it back. <laughs> maybe, maybe what will happen is they will have some kind of reveal of paternity. And it'll turn out that Spencer's really the daddy. And she's going to do a wiggly eye and remember it all. <laughs> <laughs> you do want Spencer to be because the daddy. Because she'll be shocked. She'll be shocked to know I that forgotten. Spencer is the dad. Like because, you know, they've, they've had her say at least two or three times how um, in layman's turn, many different ways of what a absent, good-for-nothing, missing dad poor little <laughs> Ace has. Hasn't she? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever she mentions, she mentions Nicholas, she makes it a point that he is uh, just a deadbeat missing father. Well, that's Every because time. he is. Well, that's because <laughs> he is, though. but she he got knocked over the head. She, but that's what she says every time, in oh, some way. Oh, goodness. What sort of Nicholas are we going to get back, man? You know? Yeah, like, he got walloped over the head and kidnapped. That might be enough to, to, to put him back on track and make him back, make him into the Nicholas that everybody had loved previously. Now, you guys, this is what I'm on board for when it comes to Trina and Esme. When it comes down to her being found out for any crapola, she's, you know, she becomes accountable. Trina should be involved in those scenes when she truly becomes accountable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. I will say, though, that over the last couple of years, when it comes to Esme's crimes, we have gotten the least amount of Trina reaction from everybody else. You know, we, we know exactly how Joss feels about it. We know that Trina was like, well, we can wait. But when it comes to, like, 
how deeply these events may have affected her. Um, we had like the witness stand where she had to admit that she used to have feelings for Cameron. And that is pretty much the extent of seeing where Esme has pushed Trina. So there's plenty of perspective to still tell on that end. Now, I would love for Trina to be part of some kind of setup and it works. I'd love that. Well, I mean, she was kind of almost like, I mean, she, she was like, let's use this as evidence right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. And then Spencer was like, well, maybe it's not real. So we should wait. She's like, okay. Um, so maybe. Now, like, now she already knows like that Spencer see... actually kept the evidence and that has been kind of yes, like this little soft. I would like her to be able to revelation. set up some new, when, 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 uh, maybe she really, you know, kind of believes it perhaps she's lying and does remember or that she could set her up to show her true colors yeah not necessarily remember who who she is mm -hmm. but show show reveal who she, who she really is mm -hmm. not what she remembers right <laughs> something like that that could work yes yeah, 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 yeah. I'm totally for it. I'm totally for it. I, I, you know, I mean, there's plenty of plenty of space for this story to go. There's plenty of time for more uh, perspective to be told, um, especially as things progress. On top of that, too, Nicholas will come back eventually, and Spencer will be leaving eventually. So I don't know if that has interfered or changed any plans that they had, or if it just solidifies whatever plans that they may have. But regardless, Spencer was never going to be this kid's father. <laughs> Spencer was never going to be the primary father parent to this child growing up because Nicholas, let's face it, folks, was always going to be coming back. Yeah. As soon as they didn't really kill him. Yes. He's the last time they back. showed us Nicholas, he was barely he alive, but he was hanging on. Yes. Yeah, he was, he was all hooked up to some machinery with Mason looking, Next looking to over. Next Mason. Right. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so who knows, who knows, who knows what'll happen. Um, I can say that not much has happened over the last couple of weeks when it comes to this particular story. So mm -hmm. Spencer was there for, I mean, you we've know, had, we've had actually more development when it comes to Trina's relationship with the Ashfords, her connection to that family, um, responding to Curtis's well, dire situation, not even being I able to be much... in the room with him anymore. So worried I... about his fate. I watched, I watched Thursday over, you know, usually I watch Friday show over again. Right. Not this week. Mm -hmm. This week I watched Thursday show over again. All Curtis's scenes with his mother having a picnic. Wow. Yes. Uh, so Donnell Turner had me crying in 45 seconds. Okay, like when that when that scene opened up and and he was and she was like Curtis Ashford, did you eat all of the what was it potato salad again? Did you eat all the potato salad again? <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then you know just the 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 emotional waterfall that we got from Donnell Turner immediately upon him portraying Curtis as realizing this situation, the hole in the blanket, the the yeah. the picnics that he shared apparently with his mother as a child, like being in this cherished childhood memory frozen in time exactly. to a degree while he had a toe on the other side of the veil um, yes it was it was it was beautiful um i, I really like the depiction of well if you go help tommy you're gonna die yes if you choose to be with us if you choose to participate in these events then this is where you're going to be 
But if you choose to not, then you can go then you can go back and and, and the subtle way that that was sort of portrayed and and, and stated, I think was mm-hmm. was was brilliant. Um, and yeah. and it, it it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And it, and and actually, his mom was encouraging him to go join Tommy. So I find and it to be help him with the car yeah. and get on, and we'll go together. And when she realized that she had a granddaughter down there mm-hmm. that she didn't know she had in some some way, she didn't yeah. know she had. You have a daughter. When she realized that she had a daughter that Curtis was leaving, she changed her tone. And encouraged him to go back. Well, you gotta go be there for your kid then. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I find it interesting because we've we've had now two um, toes in the other side of the veiled depictions of of almost dying. Willa had one a couple of months ago, and now now Curtis has had one um, now. Mm-hmm. And in both times, this family member has encouraged the other person to stay. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be an interesting take on, you know, who's ferrying you to the afterlife. The encouragement to stay is different uh, than what I would expect and different than what I've seen previously in other shows do. Because usually they're like, you have so much more to live. Don't stay here. You know, like Tad, you know, hanging out with Jenny and these other characters that had died when he's hold, clinging on to life. And they're like, you have so much to live for. Don't don't stay with us. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Well, that happened a couple of times with Jesse and Jesse never told him to stay there where he was. You know, Stone has never told Sonny to stick around, you know, you know. So um, I find it uh, whoever's whoever's helming these scenes, I find it to be an interesting uh, insight into how they kind of foresee uh, what might be happening yeah. on the afterlife. Because yeah. I, I don't find it to be a problem necessarily to be encouraged to stay because this is this is heaven. This is where, where you're going to want to wind up eventually this is anyway. Life. Why would I encourage you to leave? This is paradise. <laughs> you are here. Why wait to come on back? Come on in, kid. So I can kind of see that perspective. It's weird, though, because last time I could spin it in being like, well, Harmony's a dark entity. She's trying to get Willow to die. Right. Because she's she's now a demon because of how horrible she was in life. Yes. <laughs> but this time around, I can't say that, oh, Irene's a demon trying to get Curtis to, to, right. to, to step uh, out, out of the mortal coil. But regardless, that was that was my weird, deep musings after I stopped crying uh, <laughs> when I was watching that. And, and it was it was it was very nice. Um, somebody in the chat said that when Donnell was in um, State of Mind with Maurice. That mm-hmm. they talked about uh, Donald's um, mother's passing and how it deeply affected him. So that might be some sort of, uh, you know, informed experience that brought the performance or even some sort of inspiration for the entire sequence. Because we, we, we know from the convention that Donnell actually has a lot of creative control over Curtis. Mm-hmm. And that's not from contracts or anything. That's just from having good ideas and a good relationship. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely, absolutely. So that's that's um, been nice. Yeah, he seems to have like a real, um, a real um, love and a beat on um, Curtis as a character. Yeah, 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 yeah. So mm-hmm. and that's but that's been really nice. That whole sequence of night, it wasn't very long, but it was nice. Yeah. You know, we got, we got TJ I, and, and and Trina kind of calling to him from the other side. You know, hang on, Uncle Curtis. Yeah. Come on back yeah. To us. Yeah. And the last thing that TJ said to him that really like, you know, he said, Trina, you come back for, for Trina. Yeah. 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 Coming back for Trina. Oh, who's that? Um, I liked how um, in the beginning of the interaction, uh, Donnell Turner played the 
early conversation as if Curtis was reciting lines, um, like saying what he should say in the moment about the about the about the potato salad or about repairing the. I can't quote it unfortunately, but there was just a, a disconnect of like what he was actually saying. Uh, because he knows he was kind of supposed to in this situation versus also mm -hmm. trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Where am I? What is this experience? Yes. And the whole thing was great. Uh, Kelly wants to know who played Curtis's mom. I don't know, but I did see that she was on General Hospital before, but a couple of years ago as some now, other person. I heard someone say that she looked like Gladys Knight. She does not. She, you know, she looks like Gladys Knight 30 years ago, Gladys Knight. Doesn't look like Gladys Knight of today. When Gladys Knight was a little younger <laughs> and had a little more weight on her, yeah, that that lady looks like Gladys Knight a little bit. Yeah. But as of right now, in today's world, no, they don't look anything like right now. To me. Okay. Uh, Cheryl Francis <laughs> Harrington, according to Angela, played Irene. So What's there's the answer. Cheryl Francis Harrington. I don't know who they are. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Well, they were beautiful scenes. They were beautiful scenes. Well, um, Amelia, I missed your question, so you'll have to ask it again, and maybe I'll answer it. Uh, let's see here. Um, Amelia, you're easy. And I loved, all the, I loved all the stuff in the waiting room, too, you know, with the family getting together and Aunt Stella mm -hmm. being good Aunt Stella and not being... And a bad Aunt Stella. Bad Aunt Stella. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I loved all the family stuff in the waiting room. Um, even though I know they were in the middle of of um, of a tragedy, I found it weird for Portia and um, Nina to walk hand in hand down the corridor. It seemed a little odd to me mm -hmm. because if it were Ava and Nina doing that, yes, I see that kind of friendship, and I know they were in the middle though of have a very emotional tragic moment and all that this week but uh, it's all right this week they clearly have just made up new emotional beats for these characters uh In a way, you know huh? like okay so nina and portia are, are closer friends than we realized okay cool um on, on top of that um like for some reason tj and molly just absolutely flipping to hate christina like they hate yeah. her guts like they would prefer <laughs> christina to be dead at this point with how they're treating yeah. Yeah, especially, uh, <laughs> and, and not necessarily what TJ says to Christina. He just kind of always it. got an eye for her, like, mm. <laughs> uh, you know? Amelia, as of, at this moment, we are not planning on going to Graceland. But who knows how the future is going to shape and change? That was the question. Yeah, not, not currently. Not currently, but who knows? Who knows? Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, um, uh, I, I like the fact that Nina was there supporting um, supporting the, the family and had good things to say, right? That was nice. Yes. Yes. You know, I mean, she's been friends with Curtis for a long time. Yes. I mean, I think absolutely. I mean, Nina's got two friends in town, two real friends in town. It's Curtis and Ava. Curtis and Ava. Yes, absolutely. Those are her two. And I understand, you know, and, and, I, and I see the connection, too, that Sonny would be concerned. They have been business partners in the in the past and they have the connection of molly yes 
you know, Molly is t is Curtis's family and Molly yes, is yes, Sonny's yes. family. Right, 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 right. So there, there's all kinds of reasons for Nina to be connected to that family and have good things to say. Um, and, you know, I guess, you know, we can we can say that they, they, they've had a, a close bonding experience that have been off screen uh, or this was their close bonding experience. Perhaps. And I felt the same way about three weeks ago about all of a sudden Elizabeth and Portia were the best of buddies. Yeah. But, you know, I, at the same time, though. It's, it's who are the characters that they have accessible. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And they and they had to give they had to give, I think, uh, Elizabeth another good girlfriend. Well, I mean, I mean, we, we have to be, um, you, you know, cognizant of the realities, too, in which scenes that would have made sense between Elizabeth and Epiphany just aren't available anymore. You know, yeah. um, same thing yeah. with, um, oh gosh, what's her name? Um, Deanna, nurse Deanna. Cause yes. she was the one ushering Nina out of the room. We're going to take care of her, uh, you know, all that kind yes. of stuff, which it previously would have been uh, an epiphany job. So, um, or it would have been Elizabeth doing it now that she's, um, head of nurses. Yeah. She's not doing it as much and you're going to see more interaction at the nurse's station opposed to, to care to patient care, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, Chandra says that the uh, hospital scenes this week were very realistic. Um, I saw people criticizing, oh, well, why are they really, why are they wheeling a surgery patient down the regular hallways of General Hospital for anybody to be like, you're going to be okay, Curtis, I love you so much. And uh, my answer to that is simply, this is a television show. This is a television show. One more time, everybody. This is a television show. Yeah, I, okay, I find... <laughs> And a little, yes, it's a little odd to do that in the dire straits that Curtis was in. Okay? <laughs> now, your husband goes and gets his gallbladder out. You're going to be able to see him as they will him down the hallway to go get the gallbladder out. Yes. It's just but not the public have... hallway. But 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 real hospitals yeah. have more than one set. Um. <laughs> yeah. But you know... <laughs> <laughs> I have not I've seen patients on the way to surgery that cross over a hallway, not necessarily go down it. Cross over a public it. hallway, but cross <laughs> over it. I've seen that. Oh goodness gracious. But yes, um, it's TV. But 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 basically though, basically, you know, Curtis spoiler alert, Curtis lives. Um, <laughs> um but uh I my, my I think the clear assumption is wheelchair bound for an unknown amount of time i'll be surprised if they don't use that use that angle because they've said it too many times possibility of being paralyzed and it's that so close to his spine are next to his spine yes so there's no reason to tell us three or four times unless they're going to put him in a chair for a little while this policing by helicopter is probably the most annoying thing about los angeles i gotta say I mean, it's totally in my ears. It's probably not being broadcast because I, I have sound uh, suppression going on, but it is in my head and so irritating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh... Her sister has a hospital right behind her with a helicopter pad, and that happens mm -hmm. next to her house within yards. Yeah. Constantly. Daily. Constantly. <laughs> 
Oh goodness gracious! What is what's chat saying about stuff? Um, let's see. Confirmed by Kelly and also by Angela that the actress who played Irene also played a child protective services uh, character back in 2015, trying to take, um, trying to deal, I guess, with um, Morgan, Kiki, Avery, and Michael in some sort of custody something. Oh, that's probably when Michael was trying to take was taking Avery away from uh, his dad. Arrived with Morgan and Kiki to take Avery away from Michael. So I guess this was the end of Michael's uh, uh, custodialship of his little sister. Okay. okay. His fake little sister, because he doesn't even share genetics with her. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Oh, I said it here. You heard it here first on the 10th floor, folks. Blood is the oh. only thing that matters when it comes to family. I'm totally oh, being goodness. sarcastic. Um, I don't really believe yes, that. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, we could. Poor little Avery. <laughs> he's created on top of a tomb in the quarter main mausoleum <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious for life no matter what <laughs> <laughs> um 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 so uh willow came home um and and she immediately apologized to her man that they just can't do it yet. I know that was. And he's like, "That's, that's but fine." Nifty, that's a good thing. You have a chance to really recover. Yeah, and, and and he's sitting there on the couch like, "Well, duh, Willow. I I'm not a stupid man. I know that you're still kind of sick. What'd you think? I was gonna get you home and just ravage you immediately right here on this couch? I mean, haven't I shown you that I'm an understanding and sensitive partner so far?" it was i thought i that was that part was silly i thought that you know the little the little french tour you know the little tour tour of, of paris was cute was i thought it was really cute um i think sasha's fallen off the rails and she did it right there in the in the boathouse as well she kind of fell off the rails everywhere including the boathouse I'm, I'm hoping that you know so so the question is who's the first person that's going to realize that sasha's behaving differently and I really want it to be Sasha that realizes that Sasha's behaving differently. You know, at this point, like she is, she has been through so much and experienced yeah, so they, much. They, they even showed her the video and it's like she didn't recognize herself. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I don't remember doing that. Like, you know, I, I feel she like. She recognized herself. She didn't recognize the behavior of herself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's just, uh, I, I, I just feel as though enough has happened to Sasha and she's been through an experience like this. This is the third time now. That, that something like this has happened to Sasha. And I would love for it to be something that she is realizing that is happening to her. Something is going on that is beyond my control. I know that I'm better than this. I know that I'm not slipping. Let me start thinking about, but, 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 but it, is it the medication? Is it the psychologist? Did it, did it? I just, I just want Sasha to be the one to, 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 to figure it out. It'll wind up being Cody, but I want it to be Sasha. I think it will be wind up being Cody. I do. I do. Um, man, we said it last week. With this kind of stuff, this Gladys is not redeemable. She has to leave town. She has to leave town. Mm -hmm. And Miss and Miss Wu, oh, Selena would split your throat. And if she don't do it herself, she sure tell Lee to. And I think he might be willing to do that. <laughs> <laughs> man. Oh. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. A couple of people in the chat, though, Stephanie and Chandra will say, you know, they, they wish the friends who are already noticing something's slightly different. Why are you so energetic today? Uh, would be more vocal about it and maybe talk amongst yeah. themselves about it in some degree. Um, I thought that Nina might have might have been able to figure something out, I guess, but didn't. But instead was just like, if you tell anybody that you took the stuff when it's not a problem for anybody, I am going to kill you. Uh, yeah <laughs> so uh yeah. you know yeah. nina just hitting all all of the all just all the friendships and all the families this week you know yeah you know having having fun nuptials uh you know uh, loving scenes with sunny she gets to go and be there for the robinson uh she ashford clan right to she lose to... it all isn't she oh my goodness isn't that what they're doing they're just reminding you of everything that nina has yeah <laughs> they're letting her get like if i, I if i could just if I could just touch it, like yeah, like that. Yes, uh, Chandra <laughs> says that Bonnie Burroughs is also upset with Gladys, and she's playing the role for sure. Uh, and that that's a good note, um, Chandra. And I'm glad you said so because um, you know there's been it's very in right now, especially when it comes to people who interact with uh, General Hospital on Twitter. It's not like it on Facebook or Threads or you know anywhere else. Uh, but on Twitter, it's very critical. It's where you could go to see some extreme criticism for General Hospital. And amongst this extreme criticism is how could they be doing this to Sasha? How can we're always drugging people? This, that, or the other thing. Okay, cool. If it's if 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 it is offending your sensibilities, please watch a different show because this one's not for you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, um. All of that to say, I'm very happy that Chandra included this. Bonnie Burroughs is upset with Gladys, too. Gladys is being despicable. We all know that she is making despicable moves. That is the point, that she is doing this horrendous thing. Mm -hmm. So try your best, I guess, to not be upset over the fact that she's doing this horrendous thing because the fact that she's doing this horrendous thing is the point. Yes. And the point is also this, it's going to set, a, it's going to set, it is setting up, I really believe this, for a triumphant ending for Sasha yes. when it comes to all of this. You know, it could even be very short lived, you know, I mean, we know that she has to go on, uh, we know that she has been on maternity leave break or whatever mm -hmm. i don't think mm -hmm. that she's had the baby and was like okay i'm coming right back to set i'm sure there's going to be a stretch of time in which we don't have sasha we're yes. probably leading to that with this story that we're telling right now and i don't want it to be that she goes to some rehab thing for a while i don't really want that not I, really i really don't know um it, it all, i guess I it all depends relapse... on Okay. All right. So whatever it is, this there's going to be a defining moment, some sort of thing, some sort of action that happens, likely at the Metro Court pool, because that's the only place anything of importance happens in the summertime. Um, in which she goes nuts and, and something, 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 and then there's no denying anymore that Sasha is out of her gourd. Um, uh, and at yeah. that point, it really depends on how they're going to be telling the story. If she does this thing, which she's bound to do, um, and goes, oh, shoot, what have I done? Versus, mm -hmm. I'm still wackadoodle crazy. I've never done anything crazy. I, I meant to do it the whole time. Like, that's like the rehab direction versus, oh, shoot, what did I do? Is the, I'm going to go travel the United States by myself and find myself. I'm going to get away from everything here in Port Charles and drive to California, turn around and drive back to New York and spend those two weeks 
chilling with just me. So Sasha gonna turn into Forrest Gump? Well, yeah, but she's driving, not running. <laughs> I just felt like going for a drive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, if Sasha wants, she could sue Gladys, says Tyrone. Gladys doesn't have anything to sue for. Um... Uh, no, uh, unfortunately, there are people who like are, what say. is it called? I think it's called litigation proof because you just don't have anything. And so there literally is no yeah. point in suing the person. Yeah. Because you would, even if you won the case, ultimately you would get nothing because they don't have anything to give you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that the Gladys, I think, is probably one of those litigation proof people, unless we're trying to send her to jail. Um, but I think that it would be more suiting to the story being told, the character being played, and her connections that she has in Port Charles that eventually, and we all think it's going to be Sunny, just says, you need to go. He, he's just at the end of the road. <laughs> Sasha is going to break her down. And then Sonny's going to walk in and throw her out of town. Yes. I, 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 I just I After foresee... Sasha breaks her down to nothing. Yes. Sasha's yes. going to break her down to nothing first. You would took advantage of me. I saw her. you as a mother figure. You were, you were, da, 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 da. Brando would throw up. Yes. All <laughs> that kind of stuff. She's going to just, and, and at the same time, at the same time, even though Gladys has done despicable things, this and, and that moment is going to break her heart to be told these things. Yes. Because yes. she actually does love she Sasha. Does, she does love Sasha. She's she does care. Just... She's shown it. Because um, yes. there was, I think there was a moment in which um, uh, the doctor was like, okay, so like I could come up with a reason to take the medicine away from her if you've changed your mind. You know, and there was that moment of, no, keep it. No. So. She decided Sasha's fate twice. Right. Right. And it's just, and, and it isn't a steal from her. Oh, I mean, it is to steal from her, but it isn't to steal everything from her. It's to well, cover Gladys's butt is what is really the and, main thing. And feed her addiction. Her gambling addiction. Yes. I mean, look how happy she was leaving the poker game a winner. Oh, yeah. Cody did the wrong thing. Okay, no, one, not only did he cross Ms. Wu and get slapped for it and almost die, uh, but two, he, he, fed, he fed the monster. He, and he, you know... He gave Gladys a win, that high. Yes. Yes. They could... I, I, they could... They, they could play this to be so beautiful for everybody if they chose to. Cody's gonna... Max's going to save Cody. Cody's going to save Sasha. Mm -hmm. And Gladys will and take Gladys the fall. Gladys has to go away. Yes. yes. And they, for a period of whatever soap opera land will allow, <laughs> it's going to be happily after, ever after for a little bit. Yeah. Max and Cody yes. and Sasha and, you know, all of it. All of it. All of it. All yes. Of it. Yes. Max yes. really, Mac, Mac has a true love and care for Cody. And he doesn't really even understand why. It's mm. almost an automatic thing. Yes. Oh, Cody, he ever protective. He doesn't understand why he, he has that care and regard for him at the level he does. Because Matt really does care what's happening to Cody. He wants there's, to there, there's like a Scorpio pheromone or something. 
There's a Scorpio pheromone that's coming off of Cody. Like, I can smell the Scorpio on you. I don't know. You smell like my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Tyrone wants uh, to remind everybody, including you, Mama Cat, that life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You know what I did one time, you guys? This is because I'm wackadoodle, okay? Back when that movie came out, I had a girlfriend at work. I, I just love this girl. We're still friends to this day and this forever ago. It's Audrey Matthew. Hey, this Audrey. Hope you're listening. Audrey. So I bought a box of chocolates and I cut them all in half. And I, do you know how it has a little thing in there that tells you what you're going to get? Uh-huh. I took that out. Uh-huh. <laughs> I cut all the chocolates in half. Uh-huh. Gave it to her. She opened it. And I said, it was right when the movie came was out, you know. Yeah. Now you know, you know what you're going to get. <laughs> silliness. Absolute silliness. Oh it is silly, goodness. isn't it? I did uh, that. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, just just goofy, goofy gifts. Goofy gifts for people. Uh, Cody's headed for trouble, says Canadian Fuzzy. Um, Cody's headed for trouble with the affidavit about who his father is when he knows it's false. Well, he's trying to prove, or he's trying to really double down on this whole, um, being, being, um, who? <laughs> Forget. <laughs> uh, that, that, that one guy, you know, that one villain. Yeah. I don't remember his name. I didn't watch the show at the time. Nice. Huh? You know, the dude, the bad guy. Yeah, that son of a gun that yeah, he's married to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, not Lee Baldwin, you know, somebody else. Uh, that guy. <laughs> Uh, everybody in chat is about to say who it is. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. So he's really well, doubling down on being this dude's son so he can get the money. Well, he's, re- well, he's really... Cody's just setting himself up so, so, for such failure. Okay? So he knows that the... For one thing, he told Selena Wu that the necklace... Well, he didn't say what it was. The WSB owes me for losing yes. my property. But he divulged at $10 million. The yes. necklace is worth thirty-five. Oh, so he lied. He undervalued it. Yes, he did. So he can keep money. See, Cody's always got all these things going. Leopold, Leopold yes, Taub, yes. Leopold yeah, Taub, Taub, Leopold Taub. That's who it yes, is. Yes, <laughs> Leopold Taub. <laughs> so he, he's really doubling down on this so he can get the money. And the money is to solve his problems. We had a little bit of, I don't know if it was last week or, week or the week before, or even if it was this week. Uh, but there was um, a conversation that Cody had with Dante where Dante was like, listen, man, I mean, the reason why you don't have these things is because you have chosen to not have these things. You could have a girlfriend. You can have a, a dad. You can have all of these things. You just aren't going for it. Um, mm-hmm. and then Cody responded with, well, I haven't had the same opportunities as you and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I just, I wonder if we're starting to get into, you know, the diverging life path. They killed a man in 1992. Dante used that as inspiration to become a cop while Cody used that as inspiration to do the opposite. Well, yeah, um, because Dante did remind him. I didn't know my dad. Yeah. You did. Oh, yeah, I did. Well, you can know him now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, Dante, you know, he's been fine. He's been comfortable. You I mean, really okay, Dante's not a lot about of trouble. that 1992 nonsense, man. We really got to find right? out. Yes, we need to know you what happened in 1992. You just really right about the 1992. It is time for that secret to be unrevealed. Unrevealed? <laughs> it's time for it to be revealed. If you unreveal something, you cover it back up. And we don't need to continue covering things. 
Oh, goodness gracious. But uh, what did you think, Ma? You got the violence that you love. You got the physical, you got a backhand to Cody. And Selena, yeah. She smacked the hell out of that guy. Yeah, she did. She's a powerful woman. Wait, Selena is not to be messed with, is she? (laughs) No, not at all. Is not to be messed with. Marked cards, cheating Cody, trying to make the house lose. What a dumb plan. This is the the dumb move for Cody. Don't leave the deck behind. Come on. Shove it in your pocket. Burn it. Throw it in the fireplace. Do something. (laughs) You know, drop it in the margarita mix. Do anything other than keep it on the table. Lee, go get the the cards. Let's see the cards he had been using during the game. <laughs> I hope Cody becomes a brother figure to Maxie to give him to give her more story. I don't know what's going on with Maxie. I'm I really like hoping for Sixie. I love that. I do. Yeah, yeah. Maxie, great character. I I like the little argument that she had with Lucy. You know, yeah. and then Brooklyn reveals, and oh, it was me that took that took the vial. Um, and then also, they always they they always come back to this, and it, it's going to be really a really fun moment because there's there's fun there's fun in the marty gray deceptor stuff like it's 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 a lighter storyline this isn't heavy this (laughs) is a fun story that we're that we're doing uh and with that is going to be maxi and lucy both realizing that nobody rehired brooklyn and she just started showing up again yep uh and that's going to be that's going to be enjoyable because they're not going to be able to find her higher date on paperwork or anything um they're going to realize that they haven't even that payroll hasn't issued a check for blq uh, in quite some time, and they're going to go, okay, something is very What's wrong. What's going here. on? <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be super fun. Um, I would love to also interview Lydia Lux as Chandra. Here's the thing about uh, uh, actor interviews right now. Number, well, the first statement about actors' interviews, number one, is they're incredibly difficult for us to get. Um, so anything that you can do to help us get attention with these people would be helpful. So, you know, tweet us. React to the show, leave comments, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Uh, boost our numbers, and we'll be more attractive. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is, with the SAG strike that just started this week, uh, amongst that is uh, requests to not do interviews and podcasts and promotional things and all that kind of stuff for the stuff that you're doing. Now, we understand that soap operas are under net code and have a different agreement and they're still going to work and they're not going to picket lines and all that kind of stuff. And we, you know, on one half of our hearts are very grateful that we're still getting soaps. And on the other half, it's a bummer that they're not able to go and participate like the rest of the union is. But with all of that said, we're going to respect right now the uh, SAG strike and we're not going to be asking for interviews anything that we had in the in the pipeline is frozen for the moment until all of this stuff clears up because we do want to be respectful of the process and and make sure that these people are getting what 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 they deserve really you know i mean we as the 10th floor podcast aren't going to move the needle on our own but uh just morally in my heart (laughs) we'll wait for everybody to go back to work i mean no excuse me how much longer it'll last, baby? Well, now that, that the actors and the writers are on strike, yeah, means now that, that like now that they now so, that they're both out. Yeah, so I, movie movies aren't in production, TV's not in production. I mean, I think commercials are still getting filmed, reality shows are still getting filmed, game shows, that sort of stuff, uh, is still happening. Soaps Probably are still happening, but everything else yes. 
is 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 stopped. Whatever they were doing, they, they that their last frame of film was hey, filmed hey, last think week. About, think about like the bigger productions that are happening right now. The big huge movies that are probably in production right now. Are they don't our big Christmas blockbusters are being done right now. Yeah, probably. So we probably have some big movies that they have spent a truckload of money on that are right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, um, there's just, there's lots of um, entertainment unrest. Um, there's a lot of it in, in television, and movies. There's a lot of it in music right now as well. Music though doesn't have a union like like SAG does. You know, uh, so it's a little bit more difficult for them to shake more money out of the executive tree than it's going to be now that the actors and the writers are both striking, which has completely frozen the incoming money stream for these producers. Uh, and when it comes down to it. Television entertainment does not exist for the art. It doesn't exist to tell deep stories. It doesn't really exist to push the envelope of society and all of that kind of stuff. You might have individual filmmakers who are inspired by that. You might have individual creators who are inspired to doing that. But the reason a TV show is made, the reason a movie is made, is so the studio can make a couple of dollars. That is the point. So um, in order to make change, in order to maybe, you know, inspire them to appreciate more artistry and rather rather than incoming money stream is to stop that money stream. Unfortunately, uh, the best way to, 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 to really speak and the best power that you have to you isn't through eloquent language and poetry. It's through dollar bills, what you choose to give your money to and what you choose to not give your money to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who is writing the stories now, asks Carolyn. I don't know for sure. I don't have any sort of confirmation, but I do know that a couple of weeks ago when we were at the convention, we heard that they didn't have writers. Or they were already using the, the temporary writers, the scab writers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, mm-hmm. And they had run out of pre-made um, story outline. Yeah. So as of a couple of weeks ago, they were out of the stuff. When it comes to airtime, when it comes to what's airing right now, I really don't know where we're, where we're at when it comes to what had been mm-hmm. written a couple of months ago and the process it takes for it to hit film and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, so I, I don't know. But, yeah, if we haven't made the transition yet, we are so close. Yeah, but the writer's strike is now, you know, a couple 12 months weeks old. 12 weeks old, something like that. Something like two, two almost three months or something like that. Yeah. So, so I would know, say we're would probably. Say, you're probably right there. If we're, if we're not, if we haven't passed the line already, we're probably very close to passing the line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, when it comes to outline, um, w- w- they, they ran out of outline a couple of weeks ago. So uh, again, when it, com- when it comes to the words that are coming out of these characters' mouths, it's probably not being written. It probably hasn't been written by the same people who had been write- writing it previously. When it one... comes to the story beats, we might still be in that outline, but I cannot confirm it one way or the yeah. other. It'll be interesting to me. And of course, there's no way of us knowing that unless you know somebody's right there and set. Is there going to be more ad-libbing or less ad-libbing? I really or don't if know. it's not going to change at all. <laughs> uh, Angela says that we're currently still seeing the regular writer stuff and scab stuff won't start airing until fall. Um, Angela is pretty plugged in. Ooh, Maybe she knows oh, more than I do. The falls, to me, my, my gut reaction to the falls seems long. 
I feel like I don't I don't feel as though they were that ahead of writing, but again, I can't confirm it. All I can do is just say my heart thinks differently. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the fun in that. <laughs> uh, but no, soap actors are not on strike. They have uh, temporary writers in there um, who are filling the gaps. Chris and Dan aren't writing. The, the head writers are not writing right now. Um, I think that's pretty much... Uh, well, maybe one of them is. I think one of them isn't in the WGA, but I don't know any of that either. I'm not back there. I'd love to be back there. So if you can give me access, do so. So you know who <laughs> we didn't see this week, Matt? Your favorite ponytail. It's all right. They're building it up. <laughs> we're, we're building that into... We didn't you. see him. What else? What else? What else, oh, Matt? Notes. Don't worry. Don't worry, I got notes right here. They just fell on the floor. Uh, Curtis, we talked about <laughs> Curtis. Nina, we talked about Nina. Uh, Chalin, we talked about them. Uh, Selena, we talked about her. Cody, we talked about her. Sasha and Gladys, we talked about them. Uh, Sonny was kind of on the show. Um, don't really have anything to update when it comes to Sonny's world, though. He's just there. Yeah, we have a lot of Pikeman stuff this week. No. Now, why, though, I, I found it interesting that why is Dex replaced with this fella that got a few lines, actually? Mm -hmm. You know? Not replaced. I'm just saying that usually Dex is right outside the door. Dex is in the scene or whatever. You yeah. know, he seems to be um, Sonny's right-hand man going places with him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that wasn't the case this week. Not replaced, just different. So, what's up with this guy? I, mean, I don't understand that. Um, I think it was just so they could have Dex be in a different spot, uh, hanging out with Jocelyn or whatever during the shooting. Sim huh. Simply that, just so Dex wouldn't be there, you know. Dex okay. was busy telling another story. Okay, that makes I mean, sense. That's just my immediate immediate thought. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see here. Um, Chris and Dan are both in the WGA, confirms Angela. So the head writers both are not writing right now. Um, mm -hmm. Angela confirms, keep your eye on the credits. When the credits change, then that's when we know for sure uh, when uh, new writers come on. I don't well, know who the writers sense. are, so I can't, I really can't so do that. So simple, right? <laughs> so simple. <laughs> just look for different names. I, I couldn't do that. Hello? Um, <laughs> So uh, I'm just I'm gonna rely on other experts to tell me when that happens. Um, <laughs> uh, and then GH's uh, Fico's writer is actually one of their directors now. Who is it? Is it Fido? Is Fido writing everything? Because that would be fun. Uh, I would get I would let Fido do it. <laughs> oh, Matt, ask him. Holy crap! Uh, let's see. Gabe might be working for Pikeman. You know, you know, when it comes down to it, I think, um, I think, I think, I think the gunman left with the SWAT team. I think he like put a helmet on or something and snuck out of there when everybody left. Because we haven't talked about Anna. All right, here's the thing: Anna, a cover girl. Okay, the image I chose this week: Anna Devane <laughs> entering her John Wick era. So okay. John Wick is a series of movies, I think there's four of them now, about an assassin who got out of the assassin game, got sucked back into the assassin game, and then now, at this point in the saga of movies, has had everybody turn against him, and now he has to fight against people who used to be his allies that are now trying to kill him at no end. So, and he's a super action hero, and he always wins a fight, and he's super good with a gun, and he's just like, you know... And you know, that's portrayed by Keanu Okay. So, Anna Bain entering her John Wick era in which the WSB and all of these other assassins have turned on her, and now she's going to have to fight 
enemies and other people who are trying to make a name for themselves by taking out Anna or maybe trying to collect some sort of bounty that has been put on her head. And so she's not worried about the WSB. She's not worried about one person who's painted murderer on her door and took a shot at her. No, this is going to be her going through that person and that person and that person and that person and that person as five or six different people come through Port Charles trying to kill Anna. That's what I want to see. That's what I want it to be. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. And I think <laughs> that that's good. That could possibly be one of Sonny's newest adventures. Why not? You know, then, Sonny's on every adventure anyway. Give him that one. <laughs> hmm. She's had a couple of good scenes with Sonny. Mm -hmm. Hey, Nathan. Uh, let's see. He's probably filming now. They returned to GH when college classes were over. So, okay, they're talking about uh, William Lipton as Cameron. Um, I was watching the writing. Yeah, yeah, give it time. So we're only halfway through the summer. And just because they said he'll be back for summer, that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean he will be back solidly full time for three months playing a major storyline. That that's not what that means. You actually look at the scene season, there is still two thirds of summer left. Yes. Yes. Right? Right. Right. Uh Jeannie hated the DVX storyline. Okay. That's fine. Uh, the five core writer's name is Gary Tomlin. I don't know who Gary Tomlin is, but cool. Write it. Hopefully you know GH well enough to make it good. Uh, <laughs> um, bring Anna's dead daughter from all my children back to life and make her going after Anna, says Canadian Fuzzy. That's an interesting take. Leora, back from the dead, trying to take only Anna if out. Her only if her crazy dad comes with her. <laughs> I've been raising Leora this whole time, Anna. Keeping her secret from you, she training her like in skills. Patient one for the <laughs> for whatever the, project, whatever the, the Veritas syndrome or whatever <laughs> <laughs> serum. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Uh, I think the gunman was a guy leaving a hotel room. Yeah, Krista, like I was saying, you know, they could just kind of like mm -hmm. pretended to be one of the good guys. Huh. <laughs> and I think someone else. There's going to be probably another near miss of some kind. Perhaps another a victim, or I don't know. I don't know. If somebody's gonna gonna catch another stray bullet, but it's not uh, going to be the last time somebody takes a shot at Anna. When's JPS coming back? Whenever Laura does. Yeah. Unless he comes back early because of the danger he heard about. Yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, I remember them originally asking Yuri to come with them, and then suddenly it was Valentine. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah, and they probably bring probably bring Nicholas back with them eventually. I, I guess if they find him, you know, maybe maybe we'll go back and we'll just get a big uh, Kevin and Laura Kevlar as their their smash name. If we get a Kevin and Laura big caper, you know, a week of them over in Russia trying to get Nicholas's yeah. board egg. yeah, you know, yeah. something like that, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when the scab writer scripts airs, says Amelia, I will not watch. That's how you support the writers. Okay. Totally your choice. Whether or not you give your time to General Hospital is a personal choice. Nobody's going to force you to watch. Nobody's going to say you have to watch. I mean, we're not going to, at least. <laughs> uh, this is General Hospital, not The Walking Dead. No more back to life. Oh, come on, Daisy. You don't want a soap to soap. <laughs> That's what it's coming down to. You don't want a soap to be sudsy at all, do you? You want it to be flat. You want it to be clear water. <laughs> 
Well, I think, Andy, it just won't be a soap if nobody lies and does not something stupid. You know, from what I understand, you ought to have people do things that are stupid, and yet ought to have people lie. You're gonna have people lie. <laughs> You're gonna have people cheat each other in major ways. You have to be so. You have to have somebody be a blatant villain that never gets their comeuppance. Um, it's just it's soap trope. Soap trope. We all watch or don't watch. It's true, everybody. It's true. Some people, some people even let it all, uh, uh, like they they let GH um, stack on their DVR for a long time, and they'll they'll blast through it. They'll watch the stuff that they're interested in. You know, there's many many different ways to approach how you want to watch it. My granny did that before DVRs were a thing. Granny, she would record all my children on VHS and skip Erica Kane every time. <laughs> or at least skip her in the prison. There was this one storyline where she was in prison that Granny just didn't like. I remember that distinctly. <laughs> I remember that one of the storylines I really, really remember watching with my mom was when Tad came back. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't really Tad. That's when he was that he was owner Ted? of the... Yes, owner of the vineyard crap. Remember that? I don't remember it, but I remember people talking about it. And it's actually yes, come up. Yes, around it's, that time. It's come up because Jackson was on General Hospital this week. Super fun to see Jackson on one of the episodes. Um, he was on this week. And then so they were talking about, oh, you know, connections to Pine Valley. You know, we got Michael Lee Knight there. He looks just like Tad Martin. Uh, I think we talked about him being like a cousin uh, last week, <laughs> you know, something like that. Uh, so it's been on people's minds. And uh, people have mentioned, too, the Tad Ted thing. Uh, <laughs> the middle the last name of one of the ex-wives is martin that's what they showed yes. us this week did, did they really right? did they yes oh i don't i, I must have missed wife that. number am i right you guys wasn't wife number three her last name is martin i don't know you tell me everybody you tell me lucy lucy was martin. i dreaming it oh uh lucy martin <laughs> Lucy was Lucy Martin says uh, says Chandra so I guess it was Lucy's code name where she took the Martin last name oh <laughs> whatever who cares whatever Lucy said her last name was her name was Lucy Martin uh, Leora was the daughter of Dr. Hayward Nana yes yes she was <laughs> and she didn't survive very long she died yes. in it was very sad and it was what broke up Anne and David they, those crazy kids would still be together today if it wasn't for for Leora. <laughs> we don't want to lose GH. If we don't want you, it would be easy to cancel it. But that doesn't mean that you have to. Don't ever feel like you were forced. This was also something that came up on Twitter this week, Ma, but I wasn't going to dedicate a bunch of time to it. Um, was, uh, you know, people being forced to watch because if I don't, then the show's going to get canceled, all that kind of stuff. Um, l listen, y'all. Um, um, the amount of few people that are going to have to watch the show for it to get canceled is astronomical. <laughs> uh, and on top of that too, um, any sort of ratings that you see published in Soap Opera Digest or on Twitter or anything like that is specifically simply the Nielsen ratings, which is just a narrow sliver of what people are actually doing with their TV sets. Not only is it a narrow sliver, because by its nature, it is a narrow sliver. This isn't everybody's television show, well, television compiling. sets. It's compiling... It's compiling data without the internet, isn't it? It's well, I mean, I'm sure it Pretty uses much. the internet now. Uh, you know, I mean, but basically, you know, not it's it's not a measurement of every television set and every cable box in the United States. It's a measurement of some of those cable boxes and television sets in the United States, and it also only covers DVR watches on the day 
that the thing airs. So if you watch it and then don't catch the episode until the next day, your view doesn't count toward that number. On top of that, it doesn't include ABC.com streams. It doesn't include Hulu. It doesn't include anywhere else that you might be able to find this thing on the internet. It doesn't That's include... That's kind of what I meant. Piracy. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't include people illegally downloading it. I'm not even sure how much of the world uh, this thing covers. So... Yeah. Um, when huh. it comes down to it, um, so many people would have to stop watching. Like, a significant portion of the fan base. And the people who talk the loudest about General Hospital are not the significant portion of the fan base. So anybody that's tuning off their sets right now and making a big play about it is only a small percentage of the actual viewership of General Hospital, which is strong, which is steady, and always has been. When it comes to its position in the big four, okay, it's at the bottom. It's four soaps. Who gives a crap? Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So yeah, Canadian Fuzzy, we don't know how good it's doing on um we don't know how good it's doing on Hulu, all that kind of stuff. So if there is any yeah, yeah, if yeah. there is any fear out there that General Hospital is hemorrhaging viewers or that it's in any danger of coming off of the air, push that from your mind. It is not anywhere close to being pulled from the television, especially right now, where ABC pretty much has nothing else but the news to put on. That's brand new, right? That's new, or at least coming very soon, because they're going to run out of pre-recorded TV very soon, because TV doesn't have a bunch in the can like movies does. Like, we're probably still going to have six months to eight months of movies that are still going to be able to come out. We're in danger of only having, a, like, ten episodes of primetime before that's it for the seasons. Yeah, because they were supposed to be, at this time of the summer, I would think that they would be a couple of weeks in, or just gearing up to, starting... What would be on television in our traditional fall new lineup? Right. 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 So we saw this, uh, you know, uh, what, 15 years ago or whatever, when it came to the writer's strike in like 04, 05, 06 or whatever it was. Uh, where where so many good shows really suffered from it. Primetime shows. Um, Lost had its worst season. Um, Heroes was essentially murdered. Like that, that show Heroes, I don't know if you remember it, Ma, but it had a really strong first season. And it the writer's strike like, happened in the uh, second season and the whole thing was just ruined. Panettiere, wouldn't... Huh? Oh, Hayden Panettiere? I, yeah. yeah. Was she in it? Yeah, yeah, she was in it. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we watched the first <laughs> season of that. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, so I, I, um, I don't know. We, 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 we can, we can be finished here pretty much. Um, but, uh, in conclusion, when it comes to the strikes, you know what the strikes have really, really shown me is the value of soap operas and how valuable they still are in today's world and today's market. And I probably mentioned it last week. Um, uh, but given the fact that they all have second contracts, given the fact that it was such an easy decision to bring in, um, scab writers because they know that they're going to have to continue production. Um, just goes to show how important a daily drama is to a big network. You know, um, like NBC's got two of them still. CBS. CBS? CBS has the yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Young and, Young and the Restless and, um, and uh, yeah. And uh, Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah. Or bold and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, NBC has... I and Bold. NBC um, has put Days of Our Lives on Peacock, uh, but that is an anchor show for Peacock. Like, a lot... Like, that's a very popular show for that app. And so it's it's doing its job when it comes to securing uh, the monthly... M month over month subscriptions 
uh, by producing uh, Days of Our Lives Absolutely. daily. And it's, and it's, drawing, it's drawing uh, viewership to other things on it, too. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Um, and then, you know, ABC still has general hospitals. So they're still very important to the landscape. And when it comes to it, I really think that they're really important to the advertising revenue of the local networks that hold ABC. You know, I don't think Disney owns every KCBS and KGOs and WABCs and all that kind of stuff that out there. I don't think that that's the case. And so these individual networks who are, you know, licensing ABC stuff for their primetime blocks needs mm -hmm. the stuff during the day to continue to pay their bills. Yeah. So uh, not plugged in in any way, shape or form. Don't take that as news or fact. Don't quote me on it. Just say, Hey, they said this. And I think it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, That's it. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The fall schedule for all of the networks are mostly reality shows right now. It says, it says Canadian fuzzy. So that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, so I uh, don't think, I don't think reality shows have the draw that they once did. <laughs> I don't think so either. Um, Survivor is very suffering. It's just really not interesting anymore, but that's a different podcast, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Tyrone wants more in one life to live characters in general hospital. You know, that's something that people have been worried about. It's GH becoming just this landscape of soaps from yesteryear. There's, there's people who like all of the ABC soaps. That's like, I'm for this. I want to see Vicky and I want to see David on the show doing their thing. And then there's other people that are like, but general hospital is general hospital. I want to see more Quartermains and Corinthoses and I don't care about the Montgomery's out there. I like what they're doing right now. I do. Do I want to get hit over the head with it and see that not necessarily, not necessarily, but a sprinkle here and a sprinkle there. I love it. I, I know, I know, I know that I hang my hat on the idea for years and years and years now, but I think the perfect way to sprinkle in history is to take children characters from before and make them adults. Yes, and make them do something fresh with a sprinkling of nostalgia yes. of stuff they were longing to see. But like Matthew's idea, make something young and fresh with it as well. And they could do that within General Hospital just a little bit. And maybe, you know, if they got their ears to the, you know, to the rail, hopefully they'll see how well this does. Could they spin it off into something new and fresh? Perhaps. I mean, uh, you, they, they even talked about the, got money. They even talked about, uh, you even know, you know the prime time, the prime time Pine Valley thing that they were trying to launch was about the Santoses and the Canes. You could, you can bring the Santoses in. You could easily like, just, be, just bring in an adult Haley's children, one of them or something. And then you can have, and then, and then what, what channel is, is, is the live on because they're doing it together now. Right, Haley, or not Haley. Yeah, Haley and Mateo are hosting uh, live yet. together. Right? Kelly and Mark, Mark and Kelly <laughs> are doing live. They are the they are the co-hosts now. You know. <laughs> but you had said that you thought that that was a good idea, and they should have done that a long time ago. I I thought you know I haven't watched them recently, yeah. but I always thought you know, and they did a lot of um, he did a lot of um, um, a subbing mm -hmm. over the years. And I've always thought they were they were so charming together and so natural on TV together. I don't know if that's lasting day in, day in, day out, day out, day in, day out. Yeah. Yeah. Different kind of vibe. <laughs> okay. Uh, in conclusion, we're, 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 we're heading to the elevator right now. Uh, Jeannie says that she logs into ABC, CBS, Peacock, and other cable networks through her AT&T, U-verse, and her internet thing. 
so in Jeannie's case, she is an active viewer of all of the soaps, it seems, but her viewership is counted in secret <laughs> by the networks that are that own these platforms, that own the, the websites. So if you're watching it on ABC.com and you have to prove your cable network by putting in your thing and all that kind of stuff, um, that's yeah. not that's not watching it on your TV account. You, Uverse doesn't necessarily know what you're doing, but ABC.com does. And so ABC.com is going to log that view, but then they don't share it with anybody. They just I see. It. So they do have some data. They have data, it's but it's not... but it's but it's secret data, and that that is part of the yeah. the big strike right now. Is before things can get syndicated, and in the deals that Riders <laughs> made, uh, when something gets syndicated, they get a little bit of money per every time that it's aired. Uh, even over time, it gets it diminishes down to cents on the dollar, essentially, uh, depending on how old I guess it is. Because I, I know this from from Miss Hate who wrote that one episode of Star Trek. Like, she still yeah. gets a residual check every once in a while because she's got a writing check on it. It's like a dollar now because it's been 40 years. Yeah. But but she still gets the residual check for it. Um, mm -hmm. It used to be much bigger. Um, so, so there's an example of how that used to work. Nowadays, you know, if somebody turns on A Matter of Honor from season two of Star Trek, The Next Generation that she wrote, uh, Paramount is keeping that information, not sharing it with anybody and the writers and actors and directors and everybody who used to get extra money for this don't get that. So a big part of this, <laughs> this strike right now is to also release that information and, and put a pay structure on it. How much do we get per view of this stuff? So anyway. <laughs> People on TikTok, uh, I actually forgotten her name. Mm -hmm. She's on SNL. Currently? Huh? Currently? Currently, yes, yes, okay. yes. I don't know her name. African-American, large-framed woman. Are you talking about Leslie? Leslie Jones? Jones? <laughs> Leslie Jones, that's one. Yes, yes, yes. yes, she yes, used yes. To, she's I not on it anymore, but she used to be on this. Okay, oh, I thought she was currently on it. Okay, I saw her this morning. She was talking about the strike and... She just brought up all kinds. Of, she was a little bit of a rant, a little bit of a rant. She had the, she had some foul words, but she was passionate. Um, and she explained a lot of it, you know. It yeah. was, it, she was kind of going after some, you know, some hater kind of people too, saying, oh, you guys are, you guys are all rich, blah, 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 you know. Well, she, you know, she broke it down and no, no we're not rich. Mm -mm. Most There's a few of us that are rich, but the masses of us are not rich. No, we're no. barely making it. Because I didn't become famous and make money, 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 until I was 47. And they're lucky to ever do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw and a statistic that like 85% of working actors in SAG, in, in the Screen Actors Guild, uh, make less than $27,000 a year. Yes. And, and all these other folks that because of the strike, they're out of work as well. You know all that crew stuff all the crew pas the crew. directors yes. set builders yes. um secretaries yes. uh transportation uh your payroll account everything, everything off you know a, a hollywood is kind of frozen yeah 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 and, and she was she was just making a point that you know it's it, this is not a oh woe is me party i'm no. rich i'm not it's not no no it's 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 yet. it's five people at the very tippy top of these pay scales are getting two hundred million dollars a year for saying yeah make that movie and then kicking their feet up. 
you know, uh, the, the argument of, uh, well, I mean, they're at the top. They're making all of the decisions. You know, if they make a wrong decision, the business is over. You know, so they deserve to, 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 to make the most because they're deciding yes or no. Folks, come on. Come on. Even if that was the case, that everything uh, rides on like Bob Iger's shoulders, who, who's the, the CEO of, of Disney. You know, say, say 100% of Disney's success in all of their different holdings, their channels, Disney Channel and Disney Plus and, and movies and this studio and that studio and this thing and that thing and everything that they own. Let's say everything is on Bob's shoulders. Why is it 112 million? Why is it 200 million? Why is it not 5 million? And that's really what the question is. And we getting off on a tangent. Nah, we're talking about real stuff. But anyway. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just, you know, just, I guess I would just have to say when it comes to the strike, I agree with them. Yeah, I think everybody should. I think everybody should. And if you don't, you're a horrible person. <laughs> a terrible person. Anyway, <laughs> uh, in conclusion, as we're pushing the button back, go back down to the first floor. Tyrone says he doesn't want to offend, but Mama Cat looks nice today. I don't think a compliment that Mama Cat looks nice today is offensive. Well, thank you so much. Now, if you said, you're, now if you said wow, Mama Cat, you're looking super sexy today. Give me a little shake. That's different. That would be different. That would be different. Oh. So let's not do that. <laughs> let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Let's go back down to the first floor. All right, let's go to the parking garage. Go to our cars. Let's tune our radios to previous episodes of the 10th floor, which you can find on all of your podcasting platforms. Your favorite one. Reach out there. Search for us. You'll find it. And if you can't, reach out to me on Twitter at 10th Floor GH, and I will point you in the right direction. While you're there, give us a follow. If you want, you can chip the show five bucks on buymeacoffee.com slash 10th Floor. If you can, if you're so inclined, if you can afford to do it, do it. It helps us out. It pays for that audio server <laughs> that we have to pay for every year. Um, like and subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Leave a comment when we're done. You know, come back and watch it again and give us an extra view. Uh, share it with your friends and family. There's really no danger at the hospital right now, so there's nobody to duck and dodge there's, from. There's there's some pain and suffering there right now, but it looks like there is going to not be a light at the end of the tunnel for Curtis, but yep. he's going to be sucked right back into reality and everything's going to be fine. He's going to wait. However, yes. He not, might not be able to wiggle his toes for a little bit. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Kelly, thank <laughs> you very much for calling me handsome. Sometimes I feel like I am. Sometimes I don't. But I think that's just being alive. All right, folks. Um, <laughs> uh, go spend some time with your families. I've been Matt. I've been Kat. And we'll catch you next time right here on the 10th floor. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>